Welcome, everyone. Episode 65 of the Health and Wealth Podcast. We are very honored today to have in studio the Chief Distribution Officer of Ethos, Mr. Marty Schaefer, all the way from Denver. What's going on? I'm living the dream, man. I love being here. You are living the traveling dream. Tell us about your travel just this week. Well, so you can't get anything done in your office, as you know. We just talked about it when you were doing your training. But uh, no, I, I left Denver, headed up to Newark to meet with uh, the Mead team, amazing crew. Rolled down to Kilomet and Wetmore's crew down in Atlanta. And now I'm here, you know, finishing, finishing with the best, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. So what I love about you is you're, you're so passionate about what you do. You've been in the, in the game forever. Um, you, you tell the story about when you were selling apps back in the day yeah. and what that looked like. By the way, uh, I have been in the game forever. I used to be the young guy, which, uh, you know, it's just uh, father time waits for no one. But, uh, you know, when I think about our technology and I think about where I started, which is, I think what you're alluding to when, you know, when I started, it was a, it was a 40, 50 page app, which those still exist, but that was for any sale, Steve, whether it was a $50 term or $2,000 a month VUL or IUL. Uh, but you had to wait for the APSs to come manually. They, they had to go get pulled manually. Like we, we would drive to the hospitals sometimes and pick APSs up for clients. Crazy. It would take 10, 12, 14 weeks. There was no you know, advancing of commissions. And then in the 15th week, a client could call you and say, ah, you know, I, I changed my mind. I'm really not gonna do that. So you spent you know, 10, 15 hours for a sale that just could never happen. Wow. So it was. It's very different nowadays. Uh, you know, people don't get paid by Friday and instantly approved. It's which they should expect. That's that's what's exciting about our company. It is amazing, like how you truly back then had to go walk uphill with no shoes in the snow <laughs> each way, and now we're you know we're put on our sandals and go out and sell some insurance and do an e-app. What's even crazier is the that old school version when I started, the, the way the industry started was debit agents. Have you, you ever even heard? No. So, so what debit agents were is they literally had a briefcase where we would go collect premiums wow. every month from our clients. So that's how you got to know them. Crazy. So you had a debit agency route. So I was coming in at the end of the debit agency world when it was revolutionizing into financial services. So it's always changing. That's what I love about the business and that's why I love Ethos. Yeah. So I, we did the podcast, we went through a lot of that other stuff, but your passion for when you got into this business and financial services, what was it about it? And like, what was it where that, that light kind of turned on for sure. you? Yeah, so, so two things that really got me hooked on this industry. Number one, I'm a former athlete. So, so what you learn in sports is if you work really hard, good things happen. You know, you're either able to achieve the objective or not, and you get rewarded appropriately, right? Athletics is fair, but not equal. Mm. And I love the fact that this business rewarded work, you know? And so I was just, I, I remember waking up like, if I work really, really hard today, I have complete control of my destiny. So that was number one. And number two, I, I didn't start in the business for this, but after paying a couple death claims in my first 10 years in the business, you really realize the power of the financial tool that we provide to consumers. Um, you know, thank God my parents are still both alive and healthy, but you know, we had, I had four siblings. We were a middle income family. Nobody was calling on my dad to try and sell him insurance back in the day that I know of. Um, but if something would have happened to my dad or my mom, like we'd have been in real trouble. And so I'm passionate about never having that happen. I mean, think about, 
social media, every day you go on, there's, there's a GoFundMe for this family. There's a GoFundMe for that family. We, yeah. can, we can solve all of that. You know, it's just taking responsibility before that tragedy happens. I'm incredibly passionate about that. And what I love about the mission of Ethos, you know, our founders, one of our core principles is to ensure the next million Americans and democratizing the acquisition so that there's never an excuse that Paul and Dolores Schaefer wouldn't be able to get insured. Yeah. So that, that's, it, it drives me every day. Love that. Yeah. So now how long have you actually been with Ethos? So I've been with the company about 15 months. Yeah. And I was brought in, so the company's origin story was direct to, to consumer, or we refer to it as D2C. So, you know, just, you know, literally democratizing the acquisition by throwing it out there publicly. Uh, but they quickly learned, I mean, we scaled that business and have very successfully built a direct and consumer business. But, you know, let's be honest, agents sell life insurance. It's an emotional sale. Um, it's, it's sold out of love and fear. Right. Yep. So when people are acquiring it, whether via an agent or directly, those are the things that drive it. And most most policies are sold by agents. So they recognized having somebody like me who knew distribution, knew third party distribution uh, or brokerage distribution or partnerships was the path to really scale this thing through amazing folks like yourself. I love that. And I love the fact that, yes, in the direct to consumer world, obviously everything that we deal with with Amazon and stuff like that, you guys never lost sight of the agent. And the fact that you need that agent to kind of convey that emotion and find the emotion. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, we want to, we want to meet what, what I love about Amazon's models, meet the consumer where they're at. Yeah. Right. Like, like Amazon has stores now, right. You can go pick Like if you're like, Hey, I want to go somewhere, but we wanted to meet. That's what I love about the founders, the vision to meet the consumers where they wanted to be and not have an opinion of whether, which is right or wrong. Like, like we need to ensure more people. The, the mistake, the limiting factor in, in our distribution as an industry is that we're not scaling fast enough. I mentioned it in the training earlier, the business is, the industry has been flat for 20 years. That, that makes no sense. Yeah. But when you really peel back the onion, when I started at Prudential, there were 20,000 agents. And when I left five, six years, or I'm sorry, eight years later, there were about 2,600 agents. So the agent force, you know, really diminished over my tenure, but amazing organizations like FFL are re-energizing the agency force. And that's the, that's, that's the future of the industry for sure. Yeah. I love that. Now, where did the partnership with FFL kind of come about and how did that process look? Yeah. So Sean and I had done a, a partnership at a previous firm I worked with and, you know, I immediately knew with this amazing technology that if we really want to scale, we have to have partners that have the the agent force that you do that believe in it, family first. I mean, it's a, it's your mission is very aligned to our mission. And so I reached out to him uh, several times um, and eventually he acquiesced in, in a good way. But, but what I love about Sean is, and he said this when we launched, um, when he was on one of Andrew Taylor's podcasts talking about why ethos, he wants every FFL agent to have all the tools that they can have in their toolbox to be successful. And so, you know, we've been talking about it today, you know, we're not here, like a carrier typically grows share by stealing share from another carrier. Uh, we're not opposed to that, right? Like we'd, we'd love for every sure. FFL agent <laughs> to only sell ethos, but that's not probably, you know, that's not logical. What we want to do is build accretive revenue. So, so I go out, I meet clients, I, I do telesales, I do Zoom sales, 
Um, and, and for all these other opportunities where time is my greatest enemy, I can leverage Ethos's technology to send the link out, to talk to a client, send the link out to them. You've had experience with it. Hey, I, I talked to somebody that couldn't meet with me. Hey, Ethos is who I've partnered with. You know, if you have time, just spend 12 minutes and you can buy a policy. That ability to monetize and, and, and value time with our, with our product and with our technology is what I'm so excited about. And Sean saw that vision. You know, he, he is a visionary. I mean, he built this, this amazing organization. Um, but I think if, you, if, you'd, if you'd have gone back, I don't think anybody would have ever said, hey, this will be a six, $700 million business. Right. But, but he has yeah. that vision. And this is what I think will help to be a part of the catalyst to getting it to a billion and beyond. Yeah, I agree, because I think you put it very well, like being that sauce, because every year I feel that I've been with FFL and since it started, they've always tried to add things to make things better, to make it more uh, agent-centric, client-centric. Obviously, we went through the pandemic, which obviously, you know, for you guys, I'm sure, helped tremendously, oh, obviously, with yeah, the way things sure. are, right? Um, and I think... If you work at a place like that, it's almost like you work for an Amazon or an Apple where they're not looking at it and saying, all right, we live in the, uh, in the, the old age and we're going to go, you know, write apps and wait four months to get paid. <laughs> we're going to change it up and we're going to make it better for agents. Innovators never settle. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I don't think Sean will ever retire. Never. Uh, I don't think you'll ever retire. Probably I not. just think people are who are driven to innovate. Um, that, that's not something that is, is bottled up. And, and I think great organizations um, are focused on continued innovation. We're, con we're focused on continued innovation. Our first V1 of the product is very different than what it is today. You know, we were at 40% approval rates. Now we're north of 90. Hmm. You know, you don't get that without continuing to innovate. We won't be happy until that's 100, right? Like, you'll always have completely uninsurable people, but we're going to push that boundary as far as we can by adding new products, new carrier partners as appropriate, uh, innovating with the carrier, amazing carrier partners that we have now just to continue to create a more and more vibrant platform for people. Love that. Now we talked earlier about kind of the whole process for FFL agents and getting, you know, contracted with these ethos. Walk us through that a little bit. Cause I think sometimes there's some misnomers out yeah, there as what to do and not to do. It's uh it's boringly simple, actually, but I think the, the, what we did is we, we're a little different in terms of how you interact with us because at our core, Steve, we're a technology platform. Right. And, you know, we're not a carrier. And so what agents need to realize is if you're a contracted FFL agent, you have an ethos portal. So you have access to this $100 million agency system in a box that's live. You just have to go in there and unlock it. And so one of the things that your team is going to put up on, on the screen is how to go get into your portal. So I encourage everybody, you've got access to this amazing sauce that you can add to your core business that's currently live. And when you go in there, we've got bespoke training on how to market us, how to leverage the email campaigns, how to understand the product, how to create a QR code so that you can just sell constantly. Uh, how to import leads, how to buy leads and, and monetize leads with our URL. All of that is in there. The biggest gap we have right now is only about a thousand agents have figured that out. And the ones who have are having great success. Um, so that's, I think, the, the greatest opportunity kind of near term now that we've kind of gotten through the original launch of getting more agents to unlock this beautiful portal. 
Yeah, and for me, I'm always trying to think the same way in the innovation with, all right, how can I connect with more clients and help more people? And, and also, like, I know in writing what I write, like, my time is stretched as, yeah. as thin as it possibly could be. You're insane. Yeah, between writing and selling and, and uh, um, a team and kids and forget it. A million four this year? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. I need a nap. Um, <laughs> so one of the things like recently I was telling you earlier and for anybody out there, you know, I had someone on a call transfer who didn't have the time to kind of go through it all. And he knew exactly what he wanted. And I just last ditch effort. I said, Hey, I'm going to shoot you this link. I texted over to him and I said, if you need any help, call me, never called me, hopped in the portal, wake up right bright and early in the morning and bang two twenty a month. And I'm looking, literally looking at the name and I'm like, who is this? I didn't even know so many leads. And then I go and search for it and I'm like, oh my God, that's the guy I sold or I sent the the link. And like, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I mean, what a time savings for you. Yeah. I mean, just, and uh, I think the ability to automate your revenue, you helped insure somebody that you may have just kind of moved on from that guy or gal, right? Like that's the power. And if we get 20, 30,000 agents doing that, we're going to insure a million people this year. That's incredible. Yeah. So what are some of the things um, for an agent now that they, they have their portal, they have their link? Um, where do you think I know, we obviously said it's the sauce, you yeah. know, in the mix. Where do you think in the overall landscape, the ethos portal and, and just using the products to ethos really help you? Like, what are some of those scenarios? Well, I, I think First of all, you can you can do agent assisted sales. So if somebody doesn't want to meet with you, they they don't have a lot of time. You know, the ability to talk to somebody and just do an assisted sale over the phone with our portal, it's going to take ten to fifteen minutes, right? So number one is just if you've got time pressed people who don't want to spend time with you or they're not willing to meet with you but they need it and they're willing to buy, you can just send the URL out and go that way. Uh, one of the biggest methods. Like I always try and think if I was an FFL agent tomorrow, how would I leverage our technology? Um, Social media, you know, you have thousands of agents who are influencers and they could sell all the time, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year by putting your QR code on their YouTube channel, on their Instagram, on their Facebook pages, just letting people know. And if two or three people buy a month, that, that adds up. Yeah. Leads that don't get sold. You know, there are hundreds of millions of unsold leads that FFL has bought, right? Imagine sending out the link and saying, hey, look, Steve, I know it wasn't a good time for you and I to meet, or I left you a message, or hey, we weren't able to connect. If you happen to still have interest in life insurance because you filled out that card, you know, I've partnered with Ethos, and in 12 to 15 minutes, you can buy the amount of insurance that you need. Hope, you know, hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. I mean, if you get three or four of those to buy a month. Like we talked in the training earlier that you could add $60,000 of income for an agent by just adding one app a week in our portal. Um, that's how you could do that. So, so as I said, this isn't about stopping doing what you're doing. Right. This is about building accretive revenue. And that's how we get back to growing the life insurance industry instead of, instead of just trading paint, right? And, and like, hey, you know, they're up 12%, they're down 12%, the industry didn't grow. Right, it was a reprice redirect. Right, we want to build a business where we're insuring more people. So in a, for an FFL like for you, I'd love to see you doing a million eight, million nine next year. 
but four or 500 grand of it was through this automated system that you create with us when we do that. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on that. Yeah. <laughs> and I have my social media guys in here. We got to make that QR code immediately. Would you be the first $2 million <laughs> producer? Yeah, I was the first. Um, million dollar? One, yeah. The yeah. F- yeah. I was the first million in the first one point. So it's January. Let's become the first $2 million producer. I'm in, bro. Yeah. I'm in. Rack that. Rack uh, that. I love it. <laughs> so what are some of the other things that are kind of coming down the pike? You talked about certain things earlier sure. that you can talk about now that are going to be innovative this year with Ethos. Yeah, we're building a permanent product. Um, I won't get into the great details on it, but I, I think there's there's a there's additional needs that we don't want to be um, out of right? Uh, where we think we can take our underwriting engine and algorithm, create that beautiful experience for consumers, but is simple still, but fills a permanent void for consumers. And so that's something we're looking at. We're adding additional prime products. So we're enhancing our, our prime offerings. So the, like the healthy term offerings, uh, we're taking a strong look at our like final expense offerings. You know, what, what we really want is that the entire buy box, as you've heard me refer to it, every one of those acquisition points is an, is the, is an amazing experience and an amazing product. Yeah. And that's, nev- that's a never-ending process, right? So continuing to innovate in terms of adding permanent products, continuing to enhance our prime term products, uh, and then just continuing to shape our, our final expense and guaranteed products uh, to be the best there is in the industry. Love that. What, what I love about that, like, the blessing of a broker, obviously, is the fact that if I have all these carriers, if I can't insure you here, I can insure you here, and I, I got to go to different places. Yep. But what it sounds like to me, you guys are really pushing towards, like, you're going to have all those boxes and that one-stop shop, and then also that quick and easy. Because the biggest thing that we deal with as agents that's a challenge is people, you know, middle Americans, we don't have time. Like, we just don't have time. Right. We want to get things done but we want to get it done easy. And the minute the process becomes cumbersome, you lose them. That's, and, and that's why your process is so good. So that's, a, that's our core value proposition, yeah. right? Is, is creating a beautiful experience for consumers that empowers them to not be afraid of this, this, this purchase journey, right? Uh, and then in a perfect state, we would have, to your point, you'd have every available offering and that, that is our North Star. Yeah. And it's cool because you're not like resting on laurels. You're like, all right, cool. Like we're here and we want to make it the best it can be. Yeah. If you, any business, you know, Amazon doesn't, we talked about earlier, they don't get to where that you can buy anything there by resting on their laurels, right? right? They could have sold a lot. They still sell a lot of books and they would have probably IPO'd selling books. Barnes and Noble still would have been in trouble, but continuing to push that envelope is, is where true innovation hundred X's. That's yeah, what we want to do. And it's interesting when you think of an Amazon and now like FFL's vision, and it sounds like your vision too, is to be that household name for insurance like Amazon is now for everything. Um, and and it things like this get you to that place. Yeah, it's interesting. Sean, I, I, forget, I think Andrew asked him in one of his interviews, like, what do you want your legacy to be? And it was like that, that FFL would be a, a household name. And I think doing and continuing to innovate um, is, is a core tenet of how you'll get there. So now I want to go back to you personally. So sure. you were an athlete. I was. Talk to me about what you played. So I played college volleyball and soccer. Um, and the thing about, um, I just love sports because I think it, it's, it's kind of the gladiator component of this day and age, right? It's, it's, that's where the gladiator occurs in sports arenas. Um, 
And the greatest lesson sports taught me is to believe in myself. I mean, I was, uh, I'm going to write a book on this too one day, but I was a college walk-on and, and there's something about college walk-ons, right? Like, uh, you know, you have to take that leap of faith. You don't have the full ride. Like I had, there were, there were many kids that I went to college with. It was a division one soccer program who came in on scholarship, ended up not playing, got burnt out and quit. And it wasn't their skill. It was their belief in themselves and that passion and drive. And I just love that sports foster all of that. And I love that our industry rewards that, right? And so sports are a great training tool uh, for life. Um, coaching is, is, is one of the most valuable resources in our economy, right? They, 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 they lead stewards in our, in our world. Um, and I just, I, I, I still love it. I may mean, still compete. I just do it differently now. Yeah, so you're a runner. Uh, I, primarily a mountain biker. I've done marathons. Like I ran the Columbus Marathon in October with my uh, nephew. Um, but I do endurance mountain bike events. Like I'll be doing uh, the Leadville 100 mountain bike race. It starts at 10,000 feet. Uh, I think it peaks out at 14,000 feet. Uh, I'm going to be raising money for the Dream Center uh, for that event, um, which is, a, I know, a near and dear organization uh, to FFL and Sean. Ooh. Um, so I, you know, I find that when I'm pushing my physical limits, uh, whether it be running, cycling, working out in general, it's the endorphins, like all of it, it's just, it's good for the soul. Yeah. yeah. And I love you mentioned mountain biking cause I'm a mountain biker. Um, but here's what I need from you. What would you recommend? Like I have a decent one, yeah. right? If, if you were going to say like, Hey, go buy best of the best. What are you buying? Oh man, that's a, that's a, that's such, There's an, a lot that's out such there. an, first of all, you live in Florida, so it's dead True. flat. I live in the mountains. So in the mountains, you need a full suspension bike. Cause if you don't, you'll end up, you know, it's, it's, you can still ride a, a, you know, a rigid or a non-suspension bike, but it's pretty hard out there. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a personal Yeti fan. Like I think they're a great brand, but you know, honestly at this day and age, all these mountain bike companies, like they all produce these incredible bikes. I mean, they're, my mountain bike costs more than my first car. It's crazy. Um, these things are insane. So it's, uh, yeah. And, and the other thing that's kind of evolved is this, the whole electric bike. Yes. Know? And so like, what's great about that is like older people or people who are just trying to get fit, it's a way for them to enter into physical activity and, and kind of build their way into getting fit again. Yeah. What I love is you, you talked about the correlation between like health and fitness. And that's why I named the group health and wealth. Cause I kind of believe both. I love your passion because you are about the physical activity and you are about staying in great shape. And then that passion bleeds into your business and it, it becomes one of the same, I find, you know, they're inseparable, right? Like I, I think, um, like everything I have ever read talks about, you know, the body, mind and spirit, right. And, and, and all three of them are incredibly important. Um, and, and so I, I find that I'm a better person when I'm feeding each of those engines, mm. right. And when I isolate one, the other two aren't aren't good, right? And so relationships are the same, right? You got to feed relationships. You know, you got to be around great people. Surround yourself with people you want to be. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it's it's. You know, I I learned it. You know, maybe it was because I was a middle child. I was just ornery, you know. But I love the competitive nature of it. I love that it was all me. Um, and it's a great outlet. I mean, there's a lot of really bad outlets you can have in your life, but but uh, you know, being fit. And, and being, you know, we've all been given great gifts, you know, by God, you know, and, and serving that and, and using it is, is yeah. important to me. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So leave us with this um, parting shot. You're going to be a convention. I am. I can't wait. <laughs> first pumped. one, right? Yes. You weren't let. Okay, first yeah. one. So yeah. pumped for convention. I am. What do you think when you're going to be a convention? Obviously, we're going to have carry your meet and greet on Wednesday. Sure. What are some of the things that agents should kind of come up, meet you, and kind of learn? I guess you'd say about ethos. Yeah, we're going to have a whole team there, Steve. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just how do I get st- like. Everything in life starts with a decision, right? And, and I just want people to come and figure out how to make that decision to engage ethos. And if they do that, they'll add the sauce, mm. number one. Number two, this is just a general comment for conventions. You know, I've run conventions. I've been at hundreds of conventions. And, and I mentioned this earlier in the meeting. Don't come there trying to find out 50 things. Figure out, and, and, and Kilomet said this when I was with him this week, figure out the two or three things that are real gaps for your business and go there and seek those people and things out. And if, if adding a, a technology layer to your business is meaningful, seek us out. Because there's nobody there that's going to be able to fill that void like Ethos because there's nothing like Ethos. And so that's what I would hope. And, and stop by and see us. I mean, we've got, we're gonna, I think we're, we're part of the scavenger hunt. We're, we've got all kinds of tchotchke we're going to be giving away. Nice. We're going to be recording videos. We want people to come and tell us what they think of our lead program. Mm. Um, what they think of our product um, so that we can accelerate learning. You know, the thing that I've learned about FFL, uh, and this is most of society, is when I hear how Steve does it and Steve does it well, I go try that. And so we want people to come tell us how they're deploying our technology so that we can market that better, we can help people ensure more Americans quicker. Love that. Yeah. Convention guys, if you're not registered, FFLconvention.com, we're literally a week. What's today? Thursday. We're a week away literally, yeah. from convention. Literally. Um, I don't care what it costs. It is a life changing opportunity. And I agree with you. I don't think you need to go there and learn 50 things. Typically you're probably going to hear like five things that'll like take your business to the next level and they'll be simple things. Yeah. I mean, when, it, when I went to my first convention, it, I'll never forget it. It was in Del Coronado. Uh, it was a Prudential convention. Uh, the guy who's currently the godfather to my youngest child now because we came so close, he's my mentor in the business, he, he, he coached me on what to look for. Mm. And I, I sat with top-of-the-table producers. I didn't go sit with the guys who were out smoking talking about how next year was going to suck. <laughs> I went and talked to the winners. That's right. And I pulled like three or four things from that, and it just accelerated my business. So, you know, just have an open mind, come. Uh, you, can't, you can't learn something if you're not there. Amen to that. All right, well, I look forward to having you there, and I look forward to um, the partnership because it's been amazing, and I just want to thank you for everything that you do, and it's really awesome to, to see where we're headed as a company and have a great partnership with Ethos. Yeah, you're the best, man. Gold winner. Number one, baby. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Take care.